Hello and welcome to the One Football Podcast. Is there a conspiracy theory you could believe in? Aliens. Actually, it's not even a theory. There just has to be something else out there. And we've made contact. That's the conspiracy. That's the conspiracy that we've made contact. I won't be storming Area 51. I also, I also believe that in aliens that exist. Yeah. When I watch Cristiano Ronaldo playing, it's an alien. <laughs> <laughs> so. I always, it always blows my mind that people have been to the moon. Yeah. That like, I don't think nuts. it was fake. I mean, there are people who think that it's fake. It know, was fake so, the first time, at least. I don't know now, but <laughs> people say that the first time was yeah, fake. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But I just... It was on Hollywood, you know? Yeah. But I just, I can't believe that somebody has, like... <laughs> because it didn't happen, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but there's, a, there's some great documentaries about these guys. These guys are all amazing that that went. But, uh, or that went. Yeah. Uh, but it, you look up at the sky and there's this moon. And you think, well, you know, there's like 10 or 15 people that's been there. Also, if you see the shuttle, like, how was it? Yeah. It's like, how can they went to... Like, there's probably the more technology in our phones yeah, now than yeah, there yeah. was in that shuttle. Yeah. Well, it was all fake, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe in that. Otherwise, uh, here... Welcome to the One Football Conspiracy Podcast. Yeah. So, joining me, Ian McCord, on today's One Football Podcast is Francesco Porzio. Hello. Matt Froelich. Hey. A debutante, Manuel Dominguez. Hi. The one and only. The one and only, <laughs> indeed. Uh, should you wish to get in touch, podcast at onefootball.com is where you can send your emails. We do really appreciate all, appreciate all of them. And we've got a couple of questions to get to, so please keep them coming in. And if you have time to pop over to iTunes, leave a comment, leave a rating. Let us know how you think we are doing. That would be appreciated too. Now the Champions League, finally, gentlemen, it's back. Yeah. We're pretty happy about this, no? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. Finally, we watched some real food. Some re- <laughs> Maybe not for Atalanta. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could, we'll kick off with the biggest game from Tuesday night, Dortmund v Barca. A nil-all draw, but a pretty entertaining nil-all draw, I would say. Who saw this one? I did, yeah. I watched it. I after, If you look on it and say, oh, a nil-all, yeah, it doesn't look so exciting. But for me, the most eye-opening thing was that Barca are just so far from what they used to be it's actually shocking I'd see a lot of the time people you know talking shit about Valverde saying Valverde out he doesn't know tactics this and that and I must admit that I watch Barcelona yeah often probably not enough to have grasped what Valverde is actually doing Mm -hmm. but on the face of it you know with the La Liga titles and winning the Copa del Rey I mean last season they didn't but the year before that and just generally dominating Spanish football you'd have thought that everything's fine but it's not at all the guy just doesn't have a clue he just the tactically Barcelona are so are just a team of individuals and bringing Neymar would have made this a lot worse and then nothing really happens after an hour so he just throws Messi on and says do your thing <laughs> and unfortunately it papers over the cracks because that's what happens a lot of times they are completely dug out by Messi who just saves them and it, it really papers over the cracks and I've seen it as someone who doesn't watch Barcelona and then actually put in the effort in the last few games to watch them and my god yeah Dortmund are brilliant Barcelona yeah, I agree with, with Matt I mean Barcelona is really far away what Barcelona was before and the, the worst thing is that 
they tried to do it in Dortmund because they put the best midfield in order to keep the control. It was the first time in a big match that Arthur, Frankie de Jong and Sergio Busquets, they were playing together and still it was not able to keep the ball. It was not able to to to, to have the control of the match and, and that's really frustrating because I guess that Valverde deciding to put Rakitic on the bench he tried to to going back to the sense of Barcelona but it's something related to the intensity I mean all of the Barcelona matches that they're playing away the other team is always been better than them mm-hmm. but this is a problem with Barcelona already this season that their away form is rubbish mm. or well, not mm. rubbish but poor compared to their home form yeah I mean it's it's related to the to the intensity I mean when you are playing against Dortmund, but especially if you are playing against Osasuna or against Granada, finally they are playing in front of their supporters and and they fight more, they run, they run more, and and that's something that, Bar- that Barcelona cannot cannot face, uh, cannot fight against that. Finally, if you are playing in Camp Nou, you know, it's different because all of the teams they respect Camp Nou and Barcelona keep the ball anyway. Mm-hmm. But against Osasuna, there was like the first hole. Barcelona was not able to 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 have a chance, and against Dortmund, it, it was the same. At the end, it was okay. Let us try with Messi, and Messi tried to do their stuffs, but. Barcelona has lost their essence. That's that's the point that Matt, I mm. guess, he was trying to say. Wow. The, the, in the midfield, Delaney and Witzel, just everything better than Barca's midfield. I love Witzel. Everything. I think he's great. Yeah, yeah, he's a brilliant mm-hmm. player, but just everything, he could do everything and anything better than any of Barcelona's midfielders at night. It was just, it was unbelievable to see. And then he just switched in Rakitic, which was like a like for like in a midfield that doesn't work and nothing really happened. I just there, there's some aggression that's really missing from Barcelona. I think Rakitic, comes, Rakitic yeah. might be the least inspiring Barcelona midfielder yeah. of all time. And don't get me wrong, I think Rakitic is a great player, mm. but it's just when you change Rakitic for I think it was Arthur. No, it was for Busquets. Busquets even. He's sort of like great. He can control the tempo and pass the ball, but they're not doing that very well. And there's no sort of attacking impetus. There was no one to really pick it up and strike fear into to Dortmund with with aggression and with intensity. And it was just. Yeah, it was just sort of passing for the sake of it and then hoping Messi would do something. Okay. And it was yeah, it was shocking to see. But but sorry, quickly, apart from Terstegen, who was brilliant. Terstegen was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I, we might get to that a little bit later. Uh, Gavin Harding from California has a question saying, Did Dortmund deserve to win the game against Barca or were they too sloppy with their finishing? Deserve to win? Well, they deserve to win in the fact they had the chances, but then it comes down to their fault that they didn't put them away. Okay. So yeah, I still think yeah, there was a some sloppy finishing. Is Mats Hummels back in form? Gavin also asks. He was pretty good. Had a brilliant game. Um, a really, really good game. I'm not sure he was sort of stretched to his limits, as we have seen. They sort of played into his hands. Um, but yeah, no, I think he had a really, really good game. Uh, he also asked for any more, any other takeaways from it. I would add that I, it reminded me I love Marco Royce. <laughs> Hmm. I've never been Royce's biggest fan. I think wow. he's a. I think he's a brilliant player. For me, I just feel like he had the trajectory when he was younger to reach that level of like one of the greatest players in Europe. He never quite got it. Kind of went down, and now he's sort of at his level. Well, no, I think at, his. At I think if you watch his timing, there was an effort in the first half when he just ghosted into the box, and the timing of his run, I was just like, God, this guy could have been. I mean, part like like you say, apart from those injuries, he yeah, really could have been one that, of the that's best. That's the thing. I th- I think he could have been. He's got all the all the attributes for it. I just I don't know. I guess I maybe haven't followed his career as closely as other players. I think he's brilliant. He's just not. Should he have taken the penalty? Given Ter Stegen knows him so well. Uh, I thought this actually from the from the German squad. Uh, yeah, he's for me missing penalties isn't 
To, to look back afterwards, I think we spoke about it before a few weeks ago with the whole Rashford-Pogba thing. Mm. If you're just going to pick a penalty taker, based on the fact that they're striking a ball from 12 yards out, yes, Royce. Yes, one of the most technically gifted player in the team. Yeah, of course. You'd be, you'd be nuts to not pick him. It'd be even more ridiculous if you pick someone else and then they missed. I like when they pick a keeper to take penalties. <laughs> it doesn't happen often. Sometimes enough, right? we're just a get up there and just hit it as hard as you can. Yeah, a yeah. keeper has no sort of mind games or thoughts about yeah. what the keeper's thinking. Just smash it. Well, maybe I ignorance is bliss. Because a keeper thinks in a keeper perspective, so maybe it's even more difficult. Yeah, I don't know. Or if they can get inside the keeper's head. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe it's the other way. God, maybe it's confusing. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, a I, I don't want to take a penalty in my life. <laughs> I know my problem. There, there was a good question that we had on the on the the desk the other day. Like, if your life depended on it, who would you choose to take your penalty? Jorginho. Jorginho. <laughs> that I don't know why. I don't know why the last Chelsea penalty was Barkley who, who should the yeah. penalty, not Jorginho. Talking about yeah. what we were really, saying. Before. I don't remember That's a crazy. penalty. Of maybe one last year in League Cup. Maybe. Yeah. Jorginho missed it. Yeah, yeah the shocking. That yeah. wasn't great. But. Who did you go for, man? You went for Harry, Harry Kane? Kane, yeah. No, of course. Yeah. But but again, it's not it's not the fact that Kane could miss a penalty because he can and he does. Mm-hmm. But in terms of technically striking a ball from twelve yards, I mean, a few years ago, you barely could find someone better. One. Remember when he scored like oh, I don't know, twenty yeah. consecutive goals? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But that's what I mean. The penalties are. Yeah, I wouldn't read too much into it as people do. Okay, uh, we're going to talk a bit about Anzu Fadi a bit more later on. Maybe a step too far for him this game. I don't think so. It was his fault. I mean, Barcelona played really bad. Even Griezmann didn't appear. Suarez neither. So he deserved to play that match because his last two or three performances in in the Spanish league they were amazing. Messi was not able to to play from the from the beginning. So I wouldn't say that it was like a step far away from him. A step far from him. But yeah, but that's true that Champions League it's something different. It's completely other level. You cannot compare to play in Signal Iduna Park that doing in El Sadar for example in Pamplona. Mm. Especially with that yellow wall and all that noise. Yeah. I mean it's sixteen. God, that's annoying. Yeah, that is really is annoying, isn't it? I think and what I was doing at 16. I certainly wasn't playing. I wasn't playing at, at this level. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, elsewhere, Napoli 2, Liverpool 0. Does that make Napoli the best team in Europe right now? Uh, Europe, I don't know. But <laughs> in Italy, probably yes at the moment. Uh, they're playing a really amazing football, I have to say. And they are in a, in the second year of their you know cycle because after last year Ancelotti arrived the first year was really more about adapting to this new you know shifting from Sarri to Ancelotti it's not an easy thing to do mm. uh, not tactically but more probably from a psychological level you know and uh, so now they are in the second year of this cycle they have they think they did an amazing job during the transfer window because they both two players like Manolas and uh, Lozano mm-hmm. who are I think fundamental and will be fundamental in the next in next games in, in this year and uh, I mean it's difficult to judge Liverpool because I don't know you more you know guys know more Liverpool than me but I always think that they take a little time you know especially in the Champions League to to arrive the level especially of last year if you remember also last year they didn't start that well and they became good at the, at the end of the group basically so it's a bit too early to say oh Liverpool is not as good as last year you know but mm. I think Napoli definitely is better than last year I don't know 
how they can go further in the Champions League but uh, Ancelotti knows what he's doing and I think for sure they are the best team in Italy right now and to me the candidate number one to win the Scudetto oh yeah wow. I said that okay <laughs> he said that okay maybe, mm. we'll maybe come back to that a little yeah. bit later <laughs> just leave it hanging for a while yeah. but I'm interested to know how they did it because Liverpool have played five in the league lost none they've been yeah. unbeaten of course but yet Napoli are able to beat them 2-0 are they just they're not scared by Liverpool or, or what was it okay let's say I think the result is not that fair at the end I mean uh, it was a good big game by Napoli they deserve to win but I think also the penalty changed a lot Aha. the game uh, Klopp said it was a dive for me it wasn't a penalty clearly I don't know why the VAR didn't change the, the decision because for me it was clear that Kayon um, tried to, you know, not dive but force know, the penalty. Force he the was pen- looking for exactly. the penalty. Let's say not dive, it wasn't a dive but more like a force in the penalty. Help the referee. Exactly. And uh, so I think after that one uh, there was the mistake by the defense of Leopold, so the 2 0 Llorente. So I think the, the result at the end wasn't that fair, but uh, for sure Napoli was the best team by the two sides uh, I think what Liverpool lacked was intensity which is weird to to know about Liverpool because mm-hmm. it's always the, mm-hmm. the best thing they have the intensity of the game the pressure and they lacked a little about that so I think but most of it's uh, to credit the Na- Napoli not like say Liverpool as false you know okay so I think it was more a, a good game by Napoli than a bad game by Liverpool to be honest okay fun fact since a 2-0 win over Udinese as Borussia Dortmund manager in October 2008 Klopp has lost each of his last five visits to Italian sides well he said he wants to coach in Italy one day hmm. <laughs> did he really? yeah yes, he always that's because he wanted to, he wanted to win there yeah I know <laughs> But they always say that, don't they? They always say, oh, I want to coach here. I yeah, everyone that. wants to coach in Italy, but nobody comes. Here. That's <laughs> the thing. No, now someone is coming. Um, Manu, you lived in Salzburg. Yeah, I did. Were you friends with uh, Erling Brad Haaland? No, I had no opportunity. I mean, I'm almost 10 years older than him. And even I left the city in 2017, he arrived. He probably wasn't last even January. born then. <laughs> yeah, more or less, yeah. No, he just arrived uh, last winter, so this winter in 2019. So I didn't have the, even the option to, to see him live, yeah. Okay. Do you hate the Red Bull clubs as much as the rest of the world? To be honest, no, I cannot because there is a really big relationship between the city and Red Bull. Not only the Red Bull clubs, like the football one and the hockey one, that it's it plays there in Salzburg as well. It's because the company was born there in Salzburg and there are a lot of events and, and it's well known in the city. But that, of course, I understand what happened here in Germany, what Red Bull Lights it did with all of the all of the teams around. So I understand this hate that people used to... I think it's to. a completely different situation. I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, like... Since it's from Austria, Red Bull, it's not normal, but it's kind of okay that the biggest company probably mm, the biggest. Uh, mm. buys the mm. team. And they don't well, in the same way, right. Volkswagen look after. Exactly. Uh, it's it's yeah. like if Volkswagen, I mean, they didn't change the name. That's probably, but I mean. Yeah, uh, I have to say that there are more people in Salzburg, or sorry, more, more football fans in Salzburg that they hate Red Bull Salzburg. And there's like a second team is is Uni, um, not Austria Uni, Salzburg. Not Union Berlin. No, <laughs> Austria Salzburg, that it's, it was created after Red Bull bought, bought the team. But in general, related to the company, people in Salzburg, they don't, they don't hate that 
Okay. He had a bit of a sensational night, didn't he, Haaland? Yeah, that's true. But he's having a sensational season. season. <laughs> I mean, last week he scored a hat-trick as well in typical Bundesliga. He's, he has scored already 17 goals, I guess, in 14, 14 matches. So, I mean, it's not, in Spain we used to say, uh, one-day flower. Mm -hmm. It's something that is that it's happening. And, yeah, of course, we, we already know that we have a huge talent in, in the Austrian Bundesliga right now. You know who his father is? Yeah, the one that Robbie yeah. Keane... Roy Keane. Uh, Roy Keane, no, Roy Keane, Roy Keane. Don't mix, don't mix up those two. Yeah, Alfinger <laughs> yeah. Haaland, yeah. Alfinger Haaland. Uh, he has been linked with Juventus and Bayer Leverkusen before his move to Salzburg. Yeah. This is amazing. And uh, he's now being linked with Barcelona and Man United. I think Man United just because Saucejar is Norwegian. Yeah. <laughs> he coached him last season. Oh, that's true. At Molde. At Molde, yeah. yeah. Before the winter, before he moved. Okay. But yeah, it's pretty nice. And he also changed his name. Did he? He used to have, you know, the the, the Norwegian or Scandinavian's yeah. alphabet have the A with yeah, the little yeah. nice circle mm. on top. Mm. He's just gone for the double A. A, yeah. I don't know why. And now most of the people write it with just the single A. Yeah. I saw it. I mean... Oh, they're making the mistake yeah. already. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, aged uh, 19 years and 58 days is the third youngest player to score a Champions League hat-trick who was the young who was the other two Raul uh, you've already jumped the gun yes. but the young he's the third youngest player to score a Champions League hat-trick hat so Raul is one who's and the, the other? second one is from Great Britain mm -hmm. Wayne Rooney yeah, really. Wayne Rooney youngest to score a hat-trick or score a hat-trick on his day no, it's a hat-trick ah, score, score a Champions League hat-trick ah yeah because I remember Rooney's was on his debut too it was on his debut, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He was 18 years, 340 days Ooh. in 2004. Raul was 18 years, 113 days in 1995. Wow. That makes me feel old. <laughs> Elsewhere, I wasn't even born. Who? You yeah. weren't. Oh, Francesco, fuck off. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's, right. our, that's our friendship over. <laughs> Last night, PS Bloody G... Now they've beaten Real Madrid without some of their best players. They're nailed on favourites to win the trophy, it says on my script. Who saw this game? Was this you, Manu? Yeah, I watched it. They watched it yesterday. 2-0? Of course. 3-0. Mauricardi. 3-0. Best striker in the world. Yeah, but he didn't score, but he did like no, I did good movements game. in the first half. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, what happens? Do they deserve it? <laughs> I mean, finally we are we are seeing what is happening with Madrid in, in La Liga. They won the first match against Celta, that's true, but then a draw at home against Valladolid. The other day against Levante, they, they won, but even they didn't deserve it, especially the second half was a disaster. And that's true that they play against PSG without Neymar without Mbappé without Cavani but in my opinion it's it's a, a bigger it's a bigger bigger squad than Real Madrid and that's true that the injuries crisis that Real Madrid is having is affecting them then too much but as far as I, I watched the match I guess that they could play 10 matches and PSG was going to win all of them because it was really really quite better than than the Zidane squad there especially when you have Thibaut Courtois in goal yeah well the first the first goal is is is, is, is his fault is Keylor mess, Navas yeah. was in the opposite mm. oh yeah. yeah hey that's true mm. wow uh, the biggest question for me from the game is why they were wearing the wrong kits ah that was really oh, really on. annoying that's annoying after isn't it? one minute we were watching a game Podrick said oh isn't the other team yeah, like yeah. <laughs> yeah well so can anybody explain why they were actually wearing the wrong kits because um 
with the partnership that Nike has with uh, basically all the teams. So they're all playing with a third jersey. Even Inter play with a third jersey, I think. In the Champions Barcelona League. Barcelona play with a third jersey. jersey. Just in the Champions League? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're Inter they play at home. They are announcing, uh, introducing, sorry, the, the new third kit in the Champions League round, basically. Even Roma tonight will play with a magnificent blue kit. Mm. And uh, so the even if it's a home team, they will play with a third kit just for the first game. So the third kit this year of, uh, of PSG is white. And the uh, only other kit that Ramadico used was the third kit, which is blue. blue. So it was a mess. It was really annoying to watch. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah, really stupid. Uh, well, I was going to get to it later, but we have a question about kit, uh, kits. Uh, greetings from Chicago, says Daniel Casey. Look forward to your podcast each week. Uh, as a self-confessed Jersey fanatic, I was wondering which one of your, uh, which one is your favorite this season now that my beloved AS Roma have finally released their third kit? So, favorite kit of the new season? Anybody want to? Got so many. <laughs> There's some really great ones. The Arsenal home, I'm quite a fan of. Yeah, I just say two days ago to Francesco, I really like the third kit of Inter de Milan. This black one oh, with yeah. the yellow stripes there. Really nice. Inter away kit. Away kit. I think Inter away kit is my favorite one. But I mean, you would look good in that because <laughs> you've, you're young and healthy and you've got, you know, that great Italian look. Uh, me, me and Matt. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. I'm yeah. dragging you. I'm dragging you no, in on this one. I don't yeah, think we'd look as good. Here. You know what? I have else? To be honest with you, yep. I, I also like the first Juve uh, kit. Oh, you are joking. Yeah, it's I like the, it. honest is the worst thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my <laughs> life. It's a shocker. It is a shocker. The other one is the Roma David Bowie kit. I think is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Anyone's from Spain? Yeah, the yellow one. The yellow one for Barcelona is. I really like it. I oh, mean, yeah. the first one, it's yeah. it's a mess. I don't like it at all. But the second one, it's, oh, yeah, yeah, the it's nice. Yeah. The first one is pretty awful. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, how long before Zidane quits and, Mar <laughs> and Mourinho replaces him? Hmm? How long before Zidane quits and Mourinho takes over? One more. So, come on. Hmm. Yeah, they've got they've got an interesting few weeks. So the, the next like 10 days, they play, they go to Sevilla and Atletico. I wasn't joking. I really, I mean, yeah. Zidane will quit. No, we'll get fired. I don't know. I mean, he got the credit in the last season with the Champions League, but as Matt said, they, they have to go to Sevilla, then Atletico de Madrid. The situation is not really easy. Even yesterday, he sent, he sent a message to Florentino because he wanted to, to buy Pogba and he said, no, we don't have enough players in the midfield. Something happened in summer, blah, blah, blah. So we will see. I'm not completely sure if, if he will stay till, till Christmas. But he's not even, he's not in control. Like he wanted James gone. James is still there. He wanted Bale gone. Bale's not there. He wanted Pogba. Pogba's not there. Yeah, at the end, he's not happy with the players that the Real Madrid bought because Jovic is Jovic is not playing. Mendy played yesterday because Marcelo is injured. Uh, Militao, the same. Hazard will be seen. Yeah, I mean the the organization of the season has not is, was not the, the best one for Real Madrid. No, but also, I think talking about the transfer window, I mean, the, Ames was on the door, Bale was on the door, mm -hmm. and yesterday they both played. Both played, yeah. So. Yeah, that's what it was saying. confusion and that, that's the same thing even differently but that happened to Juve Juve wanted to sell 99% of the players they had basically apart of Cristiano Ronaldo of course everyone was on the market they couldn't sell any player 
So really, they yeah. wanted to get rid of that many. Of yeah. course, like Dybala, they wanted to sell him, mm-hmm. they didn't. Douglas Costa, at the beginning, they wanted to sell him, they didn't. Kedira, they wanted to sell him, they didn't. Iguain. Emre Can, Iguain. Mandzukic. Mandzukic. Well, that's true. Now that I think about it, yeah. So they are really these kind of teams. Like it's difficult to to sell more than buy. Mm. You know, Jeez, so, it would be funny if Mourinho takes over at Madrid. Though, it would be the stupidest decision in the history of uh, Real Madrid. I yeah, mean, but there is how a- can you bring back all only the old managers you had like the old fashion doesn't work the comebacks don't work yeah, the history tell us you know yeah talking about it, the Real Madrid organization and the transfer mark was shocking to, to to read the team squad for PSG it was three goalkeepers and three midfielders so Real Madrid doesn't have midfielders <laughs> it was James Cross and Casemiro they didn't have other options because Valverde's injury too Isco as well Modric too yeah they should bring Allegri to Real Madrid <laughs> Well, I have already earmarked Allegri for Manchester United. Uh, that's uh, back to Juventus, a pretty entertaining 2-2 draw with Atletico. was. I mean, the more I watch Joao Felix, the more I'm convinced he will be the, the new Messi slash Cristiano Ronaldo in the next 10 years. Oh, that's he a has, big call from Francesco. No, I know it's a big call, but... I'm on board. Uh, okay. The touch he has, the... Like the team, even if if he is uh, 20 years old, the team is completely dependent on him. Like you can understand that if Atleti, uh, like if if Joao Felix is uh, is doing something, Atleti is doing something, and the opposite. You know, when the second half, uh, at the beginning of the second half, uh, Joao Felix wasn't like that good, Atleti. They, they consider two goals at the end. You know? So I think they're really depend on him. I really like him. and uh, But I have to say yesterday was a spectacular game at the end. The first half was really only Atletico, basically. Uh, Juve didn't have many occasions and Atletico had two slash three uh, with with Joao Felix. It was, uh, was really good. And then in the second half, uh, Juventus was way better at the beginning. In fact, they scored two goals. Uh, but then slowly uh, Atletico came back uh, with a 90-minute uh, equalizer by oh. Herrera. And, uh, and then there was in the 95th minute uh, the Cristiano Ronaldo chance. Uh, that was unbelievable. <laughs> Between five players he shooted and the, the, the ball was like out for like five centimeters basically. And uh, the whole stadium didn't say a word basically because they were all shocked uh, and let it go so I feel like Kieran Trippier I still can't get over that why yeah me neither but he was brilliant he, <laughs> he was a, very he good he had a good yeah. game got the assist at the end too I just Kieran Trippier at Atletico Madrid just it seems like an unusual combination yeah I mean, uh, they really need a, a left uh, a right. left wing, basically. So mm-hmm. uh, right wing, yeah, huh? right, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, as you say, I uh, the role. And uh, they they were trying to get Isai from Napoli at first, and they were asking too much, so they got Tripper, and they think they got a nice decision. Too. Yeah, I mean, Atletico was looking for Dani Alves before, even the one Calderola, I guess, yeah. that he plays in, in Serie A, and at the end, he, they didn't have a chance to sign a, a Well, a right I would left. say that uh, Tripper is better than Calderola and even Dani Alves. No. 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 Well, Dani Alves is still good. Yeah, but right now, I mean... Playing midfield for uh... I know, but Atletico is also a team that they always think about the future selling. You know, a part of Diego Costa probably. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they always buy players, uh, even if they are really expensive, but with the idea to oh, can I resell him in two mm. three years? 
So Trippier, they can resell him basically. Maybe okay. back to a. Nah, he's, he's actually his birthday today. Isn't he? Oh, yeah? He's, 20, he's 29. 29. So he uh, can stay two, mm. three years and then they, they can yeah. sell him. As back. It, even though, even if they don't sell him, it's not a risk. It was like 20 million. Yeah, it was not. Just because so it's not no, no, exactly. But yeah, they did, it's not crazy money. Yeah, and in corner quicks, free kicks. Hmm. He's incredible. And Atletico used that in order to win the matches. Yeah. Does he speak but, Spanish? I don't think no, so. Don't think no, he hasn't done any interviews in Spain, in Spain yet, no? No, not yet, but he has like five, six years in order to speak more words than Gareth Bale, so... Oh, what, uh, Gareth Bale could just say, what, like, hello and golf. If I can add something, sorry, to Juve, yeah. um, that I forgot to say, that we can say that yesterday was the first time we actually saw a little bit of sarrismo, as we call it in mm. Italy, in Juventus, in the beginning of the second half. Even if, if you think about it, the first goal was Bonucci, Iwain, Quadrado. So we are back in 2017, basically. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it was, uh, the, I think, the first 20, 20 minutes, 25 minutes that we saw actually Juve playing in a very good level. Because for now, in Serie A, no good impression about Juve at the moment. But Napoli are going to win it anyway. I said say. that because yeah. I think that, you know, I think it takes time to Sarri to get this kind of way of thinking to these players especially because you know they are not like young players they are kind of old players and it takes even more time you know to to inject these ideas and uh, in this time I think Napoli if they win a lot of games they can they can have like a, a margin that Juve I don't know if they can fill the gap especially because Juve let's remember that the main focus will be the Champions League okay I mean that's Cristiano Ronaldo is gonna be is gonna, is gonna stay at Juve for one slash two years, not more. So if they don't win the Champions League in, those, in these two years, you know, will be tough. Tough decision. Yeah, mm -hmm. Yeah, they bought him to win the Champions League, so, yeah. so they, <laughs> they better do it basically. Uh, Matt, did you want to give two seconds to your beloved Spurs and their um, their well, Greek I tragedy? Yeah, I think there's a, a lot going wrong at Spurs. Oh, you do? Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well. I mean, we could just throw two seconds. They blew another two-goal lead. No, it's you, you. I know you like to vent on the podcast, so I'll, I'll give you well, some space Well, no, I just... Vent. There was some interesting comments from Pochettino and from especially Harry Kane just talking about how the, the team has gone back five years to when Pochettino started with stupid mistakes and it... I don't want to read too much into it, but it looks as though as if they've realised they haven't moved forward as much as they thought they have and Spurs are really stagnating. And if they fall out of the top four this year, I can see a mass exodus and like a real change at Tottenham. I'm surprised Pochettino's still there. Yeah. I think if they had won the Champions League last season, he'd have gone. Yeah, he'd have gone, yeah. But I think you're right. There is a certain stagnation around Spurs at the moment. Yeah. And I was thinking about this, that they won't win the league. That's for sure. It'll be Liverpool or City. But even if they won one cup... That wouldn't be enough. You win mm. two, maybe. But maybe. I can't see them winning two or the Champions League. So where do Spurs go from here? Well, I I think in that case, it's kind of... You're kind of the curse of being the best of the rest in, in the Premier League. But I think it's probably the same for every other team that's just below the top in every league. Like, if you're not going to win Champions League or the, the league, like... Inter and AC or Lyon and Marseille or Spurs and AC Arsenal. Milan, I don't think so. Yeah, but you, you know what I mean. If, if you're in that, oh, yeah, if you're sure, in that sure. second tier where you're not one of the big eight who are going to win the Champions League or their title, then yeah, I'm not sure that's what. 
separate Spurs. I just think that there was so much positivity a few years ago with the new stadium and this and that. And now there's been a real sort of lack of progress being seen on the pitch. And Spurs are playing some shocking stuff. Apart from the win against Palace, yeah, Spurs have been terrible. That was the best performance, I think, in about a year. A year, yeah. It's it's really towards the end of last season. I think that I think Spurs have won two away games this calendar year, three away games. Calendar. Are the players? I mean, Pochettino looks like Shocking. such an intense character, mm. and I'm sure he is. Um, is there a sense that everybody's just exhausted by it all? Because it's the same way with Guardiola that eventually yeah. you're like, God, I can't keep up with this guy. Yeah, yeah. There, there is a cycle, and I feel like a cycle can only last so long before it's reached its end. And I think the problem is that unless something drastic changes, players and the manager don't want their stock to fall with Tottenham. That's it. So Pochettino could have gone to Real or wherever when he's riding high. But if he goes down with Tottenham, he won't get these opportunities again. And the same thing with Kane and Ali and Son and whoever. They don't want themselves to, you know, their reputation to fall with Spurs. Well, when Zidane gets sacked as a Real Madrid manager before yeah. Christmas, then maybe Pochettino. But I mean, honestly, if it happens and Pochettino's linked, I wouldn't blame him for leaving. I don't want him to go. It'd be sad, but... Yeah, you been. get David Moyes in he's he's available oh yikes <laughs> maybe not um, a lot of good managers a lot of good managers <laughs> Mourinho's available Wenger <laughs> Wenger's available Malegre in the <laughs> scenes if Arsene Wenger turned up at Spurs <laughs> I, if there was like a GoFundMe page to get Wenger as Tottenham manager I would give all that I've got oh my god that would be amazing happened before Mourinho would be fun too you know ex-Chelsea yeah, yeah, but we took we take from, but Villas Boas was sacked from Chelsea and then came to Spurs. Uh, Same thing with George Graham from I Arsenal. Think Mourinho is waiting uh, for some. I mean, not the Tottenham is not a big team, but a team that where he's kind of ninety nine percent sure that he can win something. Bayern Munich, maybe PSG. Oh, yeah, PSG. He's waiting for, or even maybe Real Madrid yeah, next game, summer. Yeah. Like someone that he knows that. I mean, he cannot fail next time, next next club. So he has to win something immediately when yeah. he comes back. Go to PSG, then you'll win the league. Mm. Exactly. For sure. I mean, yeah. even even that will be. You can say, okay, he won the league. You know, it's still like a trophy. Mm. I'm sure we could manage PSG to the league <laughs> title. Like it can't be that hard. Mm. <laughs> Pick the best team. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, but if you read his last quote, because he had a couple he's of talking events. so much. Yeah, he's too talking much. too much right now. He's, <laughs> look like he's everywhere. It's it's crazy, especially in Spain. The other day, so the the last week, he had like two events with La Liga, and he was just sending messages to Real Madrid it was my best period there in Madrid I always ha- I always felt that's why happy, he says to so. Inter also oh, yeah he yeah. says this all the time yeah, yeah all he? the yeah. time he's saying that I'm, I don't know his relationship with Florentino is very good I'm half part of Real Madrid hate, it, hate him but the other half part love him so Alejandro I, what does he think about well Alejandro is Mourinho's lover ah, okay yeah, so, so the, the important part yeah, is Mourinho don't care about the rest <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sergio Ramos Casillas who cares yeah. Yeah. but Ramos will be gone soon Casillas is gone if Mourinho arrives sure I'm completely sure Uh, Key and Gavin has a question for you Matt Mm -hmm. Uh, because we're on a kind of Premier League uh, thing via Mourinho Uh, do you think Manchester City have bottled the league after the Norwich (laughs) loss seems a bit premature yeah I can't stand when people say bottled or choked it just makes no sense so no like no they haven't it's five games gone all credit to Norwich for winning City were poor defensively they know that yeah that's so I remember last year 
perfectly. Yeah. When uh, I think was when um, Liverpool won against City, it was November, December, something like that, and everyone was saying, "Ah, City is over. Like they will never, they will never get mm. it. They will never come back." Huh? Two months after, they were already top of the league. Basically. Yeah, <laughs> so, Liverpool were nine or ten now, points so. ahead after Christmas. Exactly. Yeah, and mm. just City. Yeah, it just. And then they drew two games, and that was it. They were already yeah, four City points. Won against yeah. them. They won in Anfield, and that's it. Yeah. I, I feel like it, it's a new breed of football fan that's just incredibly impatient and just wants to see it happen now. Whereas it's like you know. Teams lose. Yep. There's 33 games left to go. Give it time, Kean. Yeah, yeah. Relax. relax. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess it was the just centre-back coverage, which really Norwich were able to exploit. That, that was the kind of downfall. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, really, really poor. And I think Carl Walker, especially right back, kind of had a poor game. What's happening to Cancelo? Not yeah, that's another odd one. <laughs> no idea why he doesn't play. Well, you have to ask Pep. Yeah, well, he's not here, so... No, he's not yeah. here. Well, I can't answer for you, unless Matt, can, can you answer? I mean, the, no, sorry, I'm, if I can, if I yeah. can jump in. In Italy, the main critique about uh, Cancelo was that he couldn't defend. He was a very good offensive uh, right-back, uh, even wing more than right-back, but uh, he couldn't defend. So... You could say the same with Kyle Walker. Yeah, I mean, so maybe that's that's one thing that Guardiola is working on, trying to improve his defense. Yeah. But if, you know, Spalletti really improved him and didn't 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 succeed, Allegri didn't succeed. Maybe I mean, we are not talking about bad managers. We are talking mm. about two of the best managers in Italy and then now Guardiola, who is probably one of the best managers in the world, is not playing him. Maybe there is a reason why, you know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe if Pep is listening. Pep, sell him. <laughs> sell him back. Sell him back. Okay. Uh, across from North London to your beloved neighbours is Arsenal. More and more fans. That's Manu dropping his phone in case yeah. anybody's interested to know. Uh, more and more fans questioning Emery. Yeah. The I, future I, of the club. It seems a bit harsh too. I think it's very, very harsh yeah. on Emery. And I think you're pointing to the results there's there's always two sort of this stage of season there's always two thoughts for me is that can you blame the player the players and the manager especially or do you blame them in the transfer market because if Emery has bought these players in right and they're not doing well yes you can blame Emery if he hasn't been given the players that he wanted right then you can't exactly blame him he's got a shocking squad if he turned around at the end of the transfer window and said I think we're fine in central midfield and central defence yes by all means it's his fault because as a manager you should know that he doesn't have good defenders if he's tried his best and the Arsenal board have said look this is what we've got we've got 8 million for David Luiz we've spent all our money on Nicolas Pepe Right, or you know, we spent a fair chunk on Kieran Tierney, who, to be fair to him, hasn't come back yet. And I think when him and Bellerin come back, they'll be different. Um, then I think it's really harsh on Emery. The, the, the problem is that you're coming off the back of Arsene Wenger um, and his ridiculous reign, which is always difficult. But I don't know. It's you can always point to the stats as well and say, oh, Emery, you know, they're shocking away form. I think they were the only team 
to not keep an away clean sheet or they kept one away clean sheet last season mm. which is terrible which completely explains the the, the collapse at Watford yeah they, well they faced 96 shots this season more than any other side in the Premier League Serie A La Liga League uh, and Bundesliga yeah exactly so I mean now what are they going to do what, what, what on earth is Emery supposed to be doing when he can't bring anyone in he's got these players I mean the, the main the main sort of argument that I had from the Watford match was this playing out from the back which completely cost them as Socrates made a mistake mm-hmm. is that Emery is that Emery saying play out from the back knowing full well that he has defenders who aren't capable of playing that style of football then he's an idiot then it's his fault if not and Arsenal were just playing that way then yeah Socrates you're not a very good player get out of the team well it was talk of the players not being able to understand his tactical instructions yeah that would worry me that that would worry me but as someone who's won was it three Europa Leagues yeah. Hmm. like he's not like a misunderstood sort of outcast like he's no, he, a successful manager he knows his thing yeah he, yeah, yeah, he knows what he's doing so yeah to say that he's not understood and that his tactic would be something so bizarre that top level footballers couldn't understand I'd have a look at the players first I yeah. think they're not good enough I think the players aren't good enough and to shift it all onto Emery he's probably got some things wrong tactically but in some cases, I'm not sure he's left with much choice. There you go. A Tottenham fan defending an Arsenal manager. <laughs> Doesn't happen that often. Well, if it wasn't him, I'd be defending the players. And as a neutral football fan, they just aren't good enough. Okay. Aren't good enough. Apart from the forwards. Sorry. Aubameyang's brilliant. Lacazette, it's a shame he's injured. I'm sure Pepe will come good. I think it's a problem of the defense more than... Yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean, at the end. Exactly. So, uh, the level of the defense is not as good as the other... Yeah. Midfields and uh, strikers. Uh, Francesco, yes, your Inter Milan played. Yeah, we're not really interested in that game because it was right. boring. Uh, <laughs> Wasn't good. But we are interested to know what happened in the dressing room afterwards. Yeah, because um, a very important newspaper in Italy said that there was a fight, fight. Let's say more an argument between uh, Brozovic and uh, Lukaku. Basically, Lukaku asked um, to follow more the instruction or his loved manager Antonio Conte mm. and uh, Brozovic didn't take it well because he thought that he was uh, about him you know which is worrying uh, for one particular factor to me like proper fight like fists probably just a verbal uh, I mean we don't know that because Lukaku but, is winning that yeah I think so yeah, yeah. I think there are two things to say in this case the first one is that how is that possible that Inter always have this problem that everything becomes public. So every argument there is in the dressing room, it's on the newspaper the day after. So that's worrying from one side. And uh, another one, one, another big thing to say, which you know that I always say that about Brozovic, which you can be the best player in the world, but you need to fit for the dressing room. So Inter had the problem about few players, so Mauricardi is gone. Perisic is gone. Nengolan is gone. Perisic is, um, Brozovic is still there. So these kind of players created a lot of problems in the last two years uh, in the dressing room. And uh, now there is still one. I mean, it's clear that since last year when uh, there was the thing about Icardi with the arm brand and everything, it came from Brozovic and Perisic. So one player is gone and the other one is still there. So to me, they since they decided to change a lot this summer so uh, sell basically all the players that could create problem I think Brozovic should have been in that list why didn't they? 
they just because, couldn't, uh, they couldn't that, find somebody. I mean, uh, it's the, it's a difficult player to replace Brozovic because uh, as a playmaker, um, it's difficult to find one. I mean, Inter had money, but not. 500 million to spend in the summer so they had to take a decision and they decided to keep him you know okay so but i think he has he he's uh he was a problem for inter and he's still a problem for inter outside the pitch and tuesday also inside the pitch it's the milan derby this weekend <laughs> it is saturday night oh, yeah saturday night wow. i know hey what else would you be doing on a saturday night yeah uh, how are we we talked a little bit with with andrea last week about inter and how well they're doing and how they could potentially win the league. Ah, Andrea says oh. that because he's a Milan fan. So, the, you know, he has well, to uh, say the that. other 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 Inter fans got a, got to, got to, uh, got in touch with me on Twitter and said, "Don't use the S word." The ah, the scudetto. The scudetto word. Yeah. Uh, but how are how are Milan? We had yeah, we had the Milan fan telling us about Inter. Maybe the All Inter right. fan can tell us how Milan are doing so far. Very very bad. <laughs> That's the first <laughs> thing to say, but it's true. Uh, they won against Elas Verona, which is not the best team in the league, let's say, with a um, penalty, one zero Sunday night, and uh, and also Verona were one man down, so it was ten against eleven. Um, the problem is very similar to Juve in this case. I mean, Gianpaolo is a kind of manager that um, plays a particular kind of football, so it's difficult to f- to have results immediately. And but you know, AC Milan fans are not used to. I mean, we're not used to wait a lot of time to see results. So they wanted to see at least the good uh, good style of playing that's what they were all saying about Gianpaolo at least at the beginning and this is not happening because they're playing really really poor football so now we can I, I don't think it will be a spectacular game and now it will be 4-4 for sure but, <laughs> uh, but I don't see it to be a spectacular game because uh, I mean you know how Conte plays it's, it's everything but spectacular but uh, so I think will be now everyone is saying that it's a, it will be an easy win for Inter because you know one team is doing good and the other one not. But you know a derby is a derby, so everything can happen. I see more a draw than than other results. Milan are at home. Milan, are, yeah. You know. What difference does it make that they just get more fans in the home dressing room? Basically, yeah. Basically, uh, when when in the derby, like I think fifteen. Yeah, fifteen percent of the stadium is away, and the seventy and twenty no, eighty five percent of the stadium is. Uh, and they actually go to the home dressing room and the away dressing yeah, yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. I know but they have two separate one actually. I mean, in San Siro there are three dressing rooms. Oh, okay. For the teams. Yeah. So there is one for AC Milan, one for Inter Milan, and one like for the away team. Oh. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know Plus that. Plus the uh, referees' uh, dressing room, of course. Yeah. Okay. Anything to say about Juve and their little draw with Frank Ribery? I mean, Frank Ribery was amazing. Was, oh, he was chasing Ronaldo was, down yeah, and everything. Video, it was uh, a part of that. He, I think he gave a lot of uh, good impression because nobody expected Ribery to be that good uh, still. And uh, I think... He, I mean, Fiorentina plays once per week, so he can do a really good job there. And uh, I mean, Fiorentina's not doing good because they they had one draw, two loss in the first three games. But uh, I think he will be he will be um, 
very good player for Serie A still one, for one season at least then we see Just but the Fiorentina let me mention another player they have because oh, I yeah. also mention it later but uh, Castrovilli Gaetano Castrovilli is the up and coming star of Serie yeah, A he's a, he's a he's a very 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 good player and uh, I think uh, follow this name because it will be it will be important in the next next years you heard it here first yeah <laughs> does the number 560 mean anything to you sorry does the number 560 does it mean anything to you no what's that Juventus lost their Serie A leadership for the first time since <laughs> March the 3rd 2018 a run of 560 days at the top of the table yeah well replaced by Inter by Inter, Inter. Yeah, yeah Antonio Conte yeah. yeah I don't know for how much long but uh, this is at the moment for now no, Inter uh, I mean a part of the Champions League game I think it's clear that Antonio Conte is doing already a very good job at Inter um, he, he has solid and few and solid ideas that's what we were missing there because uh, many times Inter had you know a, a manager with uh, a lot of ideas a lot of uh, wanting to do many things uh, Conte you know how he is like he's very straightforward he, he has like three four concepts and this is it so three back in the defense two strikers five uh, midfielders but um and you know, like the Victor Moses of Inter now, you know, so that, that player that uh, nobody cares about and now is a star for Inter is uh, Stefano Sensi. Because without Stefano Sensi... Victor Moses of, yeah. that's a, quite a title. Uh, Stefano Sensi, uh, without, St- without Sensi, Inter had like probably three points less. Because he scored in the first game, he he what was it? He he considered the penalty in the in the second one and scored again in the third one. Okay. So he has been amazing. And uh, I remember when he arrived in the summer, all the Inter fans were crazy about it. Were really oh, why Inter bought this player from Sassuolo? He was supposed to go to Milan. Who wants him? Like. Um, and now is more important than Barella who was paid, paid 50 million you know? <laughs> so that's always happened <laughs> in the summer never change Inter never change never, never change. change elsewhere Manu uh, we talked a little bit about Real Madrid they've been pretty unconvincing this season yeah as we said before they they won the first match against Elda they were better than than the Galician team but that's true that after that two matches in Santiago Bernabeu and the the symptoms were not the best because one draw against Valladolid and a win 3-2 against Levante is, is always not enough for the people who, who used to go to Santiago Bernabeu mm-hmm. I mean that's true that Real Madrid is having a lot of problems with the, with injuries but that's true as well that big, num- big names they are not reaching the top level yet for example Thibaut Courtois Vagan, Carvajal, even Sergio Ramos, but he didn't play yesterday in Paris. Real Madrid is having a lot of problems in the beginning of the season. They are almost the same symptoms that they have last season, not only with Zidane, but also with Solari and, and Lopetegui. And we will see what happens. We were saying before, we are not completely sure that Zidane will stay in Real Madrid till in Christmas. I completely forgot about Solari Real Madrid. Just mm, me too. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, for, I, I completely, was just... Wait, what? I completely forgot about Lopetegui as well. He's doing great now, Lopetegui. Yeah, he plays against Real Madrid this weekend. It's the first oh, time yeah, that right. he's going to face Real Madrid again. So I'm, I'm, it's going to be nice to see how he reacts because Sevilla right now is the top of the league. So we will see. 
Sevilla top of the league. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Thanks to the best sporting director in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Roma fans will not. Yeah, he brought, Roma fans will not he brought 12, yeah. 12 different players or 13 different yeah. players this, this summer. It was crazy. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, Eden Hazard made his debut. Yeah, he played the last 30 minutes. Yesterday he played from the beginning against PSG. Uh, I mean, I'm not completely sure that Hazard can be a player that you can that he can save matches alone. I mean, for example, two years ago in Chelsea was doing a bad season. Uh, correct me if I'm if I'm wrong. And Hazard, that's true that at the end of the season he made a good performance, but in general he was not the Hazard that we saw last season with Chelsea because it was a better one with Sarri, with idea, with a team. So we will see. I'm completely sure that he's going to make the difference. But in my opinion right now, Benzema is going to be more important for Real Madrid than Eden Hazard. Never change Real. Never change Real Madrid. Did is you... Jovic still there? Like is uh, Jovic, isn't it? Yeah, Jovic played yesterday the last ten minutes, but he didn't touch the ball. <laughs> Did you watch the Sergio Ramos documentary? No, no, no. Uh, I, I don't know if I will watch it in in the future, but right now I have better plans to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to watch it. Is it available in English? I guess it is, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. It's Amazon Prime, right? Hmm. Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime yeah. yeah. Maybe they want to sponsor us and they give us like. Amazon yeah. Prime Amazon if you're listening uh, yeah, especially yeah. I want to watch the part when he's not playing against Ajax because he got the second yellow card oh. just because the people were going to film him in Bernabeu yeah, and yeah, yeah. must be crazy his reaction looking that the team is, is losing and yeah, going yeah, out yeah. from the Champions League I remember League. the scandal when that happened oh brilliant we furious about yeah, 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 because yeah. when much they lost 5-1 no? uh, 1-4 yeah. one, 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 yeah. but the main thing is uh, they were winning 1-2 in, in, in Netherlands against Ajax but Ajax was being quite better than Real yeah, Madrid yeah, and he decided that. to he decided to force his yellow card and he say yeah I did I'm gonna it. miss the next game so I can play the, I can play the quarterfinal quarter final. amazing never change never Sergio change Sergio. <laughs> never change it's the title of the, this podcast never change never change it could be yeah uh, Anzu Fati is he better than Leo Messi <laughs> yeah <laughs> of course we are talking in my opinion one of the greatest of the old times so saying that he's gonna be better than Lionel Messi is, is too much but that's true that he's special he's special 16 years old and he looks like that he's playing in his playground so that's, that's incredible because facing 90,000 people and doing what he, he did against Valencia in the first 10 minutes not so many players right now can, can do something like that yeah. 16 Unbelievable. The last the last player that did that at Barcelona was Boyan Kirkic, so I, yeah. I hope he's not going to oh, end, call like yeah, don't end call up at Stoke. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> end up at Milan or Roma. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's in the United States again. Yeah. M- MLS, Montreal, yeah. no? Yeah, Montreal, yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. Canada. Yeah. Strictly Canada. If yeah. be. We have Canadian-American listeners, so we should probably <laughs> be correct about that. Um, you mentioned Valencia. <laughs> Valencia is a mess, but it used to be always Never changed Valencia. Never, never changed Valencia, never changed. So, what yeah. happens? They've sacked their manager. I mean, what they, happened? I would say the president more than they sacked the manager. Yeah, but the main thing, it's, it's a really sad issue for everyone who likes football because it's not related with, with sport, it's not related with res- results, it's related to uh, marketing and money. And, but these things can happen when you have an owner. Uh, four, five years ago they decided to sell the team to one guy with a lot of money it's Peter Lim from Singapore mm-hmm. he had a lot of contacts with Mendes for example and, and he wanted to, to use his property because Valencia is his property and Marcelino and Mateo Alemani the sport director he said not so we did a, a, a really good two seasons uh, winning the cup play, playing the Champions League so we don't want to have this 
business with Mendes again and Peter Lin just said it's, it's not about what you want it's about what they want because I'm investing my money here and, and that's really sad because give us the, the, the option to understand that football is going in that direction that the most important thing are business and not, and not the results especially it's, it's really sad for their fans and it was, it's uh, Marcelino that was sacked, right? Mm. Yeah, Marcelino was sacked. Yeah, so there was a story that when he went over to uh, Singapore after this season, that uh, the first thing that Lin said was congratulations on getting into the Champions League and not congratulations on winning the cup. God, just it kind of sums up the whole situation. It's more interested in the money rather than, hey, here's the success, you know, after the Gary Neville era and, you know, all, all of that mess that was there. There was eventually a sense of... Uh, not uh, yeah because you know safety or something at Valencia because it's always been so crazy there yeah the last time that they won a title was with Ronald Koeman and it was a season that it was completely a mess like 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 this happening right now but at the end what this giving uh, money what this giving uh, profit to the to the team is to be in Champions League playing six times at least in the in the group fashion and not winning a cup but it's something that the, the, the feeling to winning a cup is something that you can only understand if you are a fan of the team or, or you really feel the team and someone who is living in Singapore of course he, he doesn't yeah well I mean Peter's not a fan <laughs> remember when Marcelino was one step away to become Inter manager why well, I don't remember you don't remember no, no, really? after Frank de Boer Inter legend Frank wow, de Boer wow Frank de Boer that's true <laughs> uh, and they sacked him so they had to decide to, to for the replacement and the top candidate was Marcelino who arrived in Milan they had, he had talks and everything, but then at the end they decided to pick an Italian manager and they chose Pioli. That worked out well for them. Sorry? That worked out well for them. <laughs> I will say that whoever was coming that after the Boer wasn't a success, so probably it's better also for Marcelino that they didn't pick him, I think. Yeah, I mean, he has because now done a good... His reputation is amazing. Even now after that, I f- I'm sure that another big team will... Mm. Uh, oh, he, does, will he doesn't come out of this bad. Absolutely no, not. No, so, no. I mean, <laughs> it's even better when these things happen because, you know, now uh, even if, if he was failing this year, they could say, oh, maybe he's not that good now. His reputation is amazing. Can yeah, take over end. Real Madrid? Yeah, why not? Boom. I don't think so. You, you, you heard it first here, huh? remember? Or Spurs, yeah. Okay, that's all from us today. My thanks to Mano, Francesco and Matt. We'll be back next week, but I won't be. Dan Burke is in the hot seat. Wow. Yeah, give the people what they want. Wow. Give them Francesco, give them Dan Burke. I'm <laughs> off to your homeland so. to enjoy some spaghetti ragu, as we talked about. Bravo. No, not Bolognese, but Not ragu. Bolognese, but ragu. Bolognese, you say here outside Italy, but... No, but I want to fit in. All right. So I'm going to be wearing nice shirts loafers that sort of thing <laughs> 25 degrees in the meantime you can no, listen to the back out like at iTunes SoundCloud Spotify wherever it is get your podcast hit and if you want to get in touch with Dan the address to do so is podcast at onefootball.com yeah.